and welcome back to Fan Fatales, a member of the Real Fans Network. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about some Broadway topics. Long time since we've talked about it. Yes. Um, that's right. And today we will be discussing the unofficial Bridgerton album. And we're also going to be talking about some Broadway stage fails as well as our own. That's right. So let's get it started. Okay. So, the unofficial Bridgerton album was uh, produced by Barlow and Bear. Barlow is a 23-year-old flourishing singer-songwriter with the chart success of her independently released pop hit Heartbreak Hotel. Meanwhile, Bear, who is 20 years old, has had a rich career as an award-winning composer and piano prodigy who first appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres show at age six. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I had no idea. Really? You didn't? No, not a clue. Huh. So then, after the Netflix smash hit Regency Romance series graced our screens, Abigail Barlow and Emily Bear set out to answer the simple question. What if Bridgerton was a musical? They answered by composing and recording 15 songs in six weeks, live on social media in real time, with lead vocals by Barlow and orchestration, production, and additional vocals by Bear. The yeah. full oh. the full track list for the unofficial Bridgerton musical concept album includes Tis the Season, Lady Whistledown, If I Were a Man, Penelope Featherington, The Ruse, Fool for You, Alone Together, Entertain Me, Friend Turned Foe, Burn for You, Worker Bee, Every Inch, Burned Me Instead, Balancing the Scales, and Ocean Away. And the album is now Grammy-nominated for Best Musical Theater Album, number one album on the pop charts, number five album on overall worldwide charts, over 10 million streams in two weeks on Spotify, and a top 10 Spotify album debut. Yeah, this album is freaking amazing. And if you have not heard it, it is... Go listen to it. Yeah, like, go listen to it right now. Yeah. Like, seriously, well, after you finish this podcast, finish yeah. the podcast after, first, yeah, yeah. then go listen to it, because it is amazing. Yes. Like, personally, my favorite song is Every Inch. Really? Yeah. I like that one, too. I Every really inch- like, um, oh, I like the ruse when they're doing the whole, she must be mine, she must yeah. be mine. Minor. Okay, that one's good. I love that moment, because it's so, like theater to me yeah i like i like in every inch or is that every inch it might be alone together actually now i can't remember oh it might be alone together or the when they go um we could escape into the paintings yeah i think you're right think i like the i like the colored in green gilded in gold i love that it just like gives me chills every time yeah and so, um, Emily Bear was the one who sang um, Penelope Featherington. Yeah. And, and everybody was like, great what? Voice. She's amazing. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's great. And, like, she's 20 years old. And we're 20 years old. So I'm like, wow, yeah. what am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> we're doing this. We're doing this. Yeah. We got something. Yeah. I also love Tis the Season. 
It's just it's a great opening good. number. It is. It is. It has like the perfect vibe of an opening number. Yeah. And I like I like the narration in the middle of it by Lady Whistledown. I do too. Also, if they don't get Julie Andrews to do the voice of Lady Whistledown in the Broadway production of Bridgerton, oh, I'm going to. to be upset. They it have has to be to. Julie Andrews. Who would you cast um Abigail Barlow? If when they bring it to Broadway, if she was like a Lin Manuel Miranda situation where she casts herself in. Probably Bridgerton on stage. Probably Sienna, honestly. I like her as Sienna. I also like I her too. as the queen. I do too. She is so good. So good. Although I think we need Ariana DeBose as the queen. Oh yes. Right. She would be amazing. She would be so good. Ariana DeBose as the queen, and then Abigail Barlow as Sienna. Also, I love in Tis the Season, the scene between Antony and Sienna, the, you know I I cannot stay, Sienna. That, like, ah, ah, chills. It's so good. It's so good. I'm trying to think. I'm going to listen to this, like, all day at work tomorrow. Carrie Hope Fletcher, I would cast as Penelope Featherington. Agreed. Carrie Hope. Agreed. Yep. She would do such a great job. So good. And then I think... Who would be... Okay, well, we have to do, like, Daphne and Simon. Who are Daphne and Simon? Chris Jackson is Simon. Yes. Or um, Jordan Fisher. (gasps) Jordan Fisher, though. (laughs) Wait, Jordan Fisher, actually. Jordan Fisher. Jordan Fisher, yeah. And then I don't want to cast, like, someone who typically plays an ingenue. Is Daphne, if that like, makes any okay. sense. No, yeah, I get what you mean. Why does it, um, even Obazada come to mind? But she I don't plays an ingenue? What are you talking True. about? She's like True. the ingenue. I don't know if Eponine is the ingenue, or not Eponine. What the fuck am I trying to say? <laughs> Eurydice? Eurydice? <laughs> She's such an ingenue. I mean, like... Cosette or like um Christine Dyer. I was like Phantom of the Opera Girl. What's her name? <laughs> Phantom of the Opera Girl. Me too. Well, I was like Sierra kept on coming up. And I was like, no, Sierra Bodges because of that yeah. one that I sent you. Did she sing it? Oh, oh wait, no, you, you sent me a TikTok. Video. Yeah. Yeah. She's also just like the most famous. She's just really good. I just had a great choice and i know she plays like one of the most popular ingenues right now like in musical movies yeah but rachel ziegler as daphne you haven't seen west side story have you that's the only thing she's been in so far ah yeah so she she's like 18 years old just won the oh what the Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Leading Role in a Musical or Comedy. Okay. At 18 years old. That's pretty impressive. Very young talent. And Disney just cast her in a, another freaking live-action remake that they're doing. Yeah. Which one? Snow White. Really? And I think... I, oh, who the hell is... Oh, Wonder Woman. What's her, Gal Gadot. She's playing the stepmom. And it's going to be a musical, and Pasek and Paul are writing music. 
I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, same. I think get some new original stories, Disney. Yeah. Come on, stop doing live action remakes. Figure something else out. It's infuriating. But, yeah, Rachel Ziegler would be great. Yeah. Or what about? Okay, hear me out. What about Sierra Bodges as? Oh my gosh, what's her name? Daphne's mom. Yes. Her yes. is Daphne's mom, and then Rachel Ziegler as Daphne. That would be amazing. Yes. We should be writing this down. <laughs> yeah, so I forgot should. which ones we've already cast. We've cast the Queen. Yes. Ariana DeBose. Uh-huh. Simon as Jordan Fisher. Uh-huh. Daphne as Rachel Ziegler. Daphne's uh-huh. mom as Sierra Bogus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Lady Whistledown as Julie Andrews. Yeah. Just the voiceover that. part. Yeah. That's like the one actress we're going to keep from the original. <laughs> Okay. Who oh, about- and Carrie Hope Fletcher as Penelope. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then who for Eloise do you think? I don't know. I feel like it needs to be someone kind of young. It does. <gasps> you know? Who? It is, oh my gosh, what is her name? Perez. Presley oh Ryan? God yes she'd be great her I, I thank like you <laughs> i'm terrible <laughs> with names but yes her and then jeremy jordan is anthony yeah gotta get him in there yeah i'd also like to see darren chris in there because he like sang so many songs yeah with them. what about colin he'd be a great colin yes Oh my gosh, yes! He would be so cute as Colin. And then, like, Hyacinth and all them can be, like, new actors, like the babies. Yeah, or just bring in Music Man cast. Yeah. Like, the younger kids can be just, like, new actors. Yeah. And then, like, who should be Lady Featherington? Ooh. This was a weird choice that just came into my head. <laughs> Go for it. And I don't know how I feel. Idina Menzel. Yes. I don't know it, why that works. It works. <laughs> it totally works. That's bizarre. I And then what's the what's the what's the cousin's name who comes to live with them? Alana oh. Alyssa Alana? Oh, the one that, spoiler alert, gets pregnant? Yeah, her. (laughs) Lady Weatherington's cousin. What is it? Alyssa? Marina. Marina! Marina Thompson? Why did I I thought it started with an A? I don't know. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, it's Marina. Yeah, it's definitely Marina. Yeah. Why did I think it was an A? Okay, um, who should be her? I am too. I'm having a hard time here. Yeah. What about like, what about like a new, what if we have like a new face as her? Like somebody. I I like that. I like the idea of her being like a not well-known, like new 
yeah person coming into the theater world i like that yeah <gasps> what? what one of the questions under people also ask about marina thompson when you look it up on google is who is marina thompson's baby daddy <laughs> fair that's a fair question mm-hmm. i just that's didn't fair. expect it to be worded that way yep what yeah, about very uh, Benedict? Oh gosh, I don't even know. That should also be a new actor. I feel like this should be like a mix of like new actors and yeah. like, you know, like some of the most well-known people. And then like some people that are like kind of well-known just like in the middle, you know? Yeah, like Presley Ryan and... Yeah, but also tell me why Anthony Ramos just came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not his biggest fan right now, so... Yeah. I don't know. Also, I think one of the moms should also be, um, oh my gosh, what is her name? Lindsay? Mendez? Yes. <laughs> she should also be one of the moms. Hold on. Why did the name just... Jasmine Cephas Jones. Yes. For Marina. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I also like the idea of having some new people in there. So, like, either yeah. one works. So, okay. Now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> also, some of these, every single song on this album is just absolutely gorgeous. Yes. There is not one song that I skip. I, 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 I sometimes skip Worker B. <gasps> I love that song. <laughs> it's so cute. She's so excited. I know she is. It's so cute. I love that one. I also, I love, I love, I absolutely love I just love don't like where that song is placed. I yeah, I think it's placed really awkwardly, but I think they needed something. They need like something in between, between Burn For You and Every Inch. There needs to be there a passage be a of time. Song. Oh, which brother to one that like starts doing arts? That's Colin, right? Starts doing art? Yeah. I thought that was Benedict. It's probably Ben. It's definitely Benedict. Because Colin is like going after Marina and Penelope's like, hey, yes. hey, 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 hey. Yes, Benedict is the one that does art. Maybe doing something with him. That would be cool. Or like another song between Anthony and Sienna. Yeah. Would be good. Benedict just has no songs right now. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. But Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, I think he needs something. There's, they need something else in there just to show the passage of time between. Yeah. Burn for you and every inch. If burn for you is like when they're like first getting there at the honeymoon, right? And it's when he says like, "You have no idea how it feels to burn for somebody and know that they will never love you back" or whatever. Isn't it, is it that he Daphne says. who actually says it in the show? No. I thought it was because the actor played Simon. He's like, yeah, I never actually said that. Why? Like, I never said burn for you when they were doing the song. I don't remember. I don't know. But, um, and then I think every inch is supposed to be all the stuff that comes after that. You know, like when they're like doing it outside in the rain and like just doing it everywhere. <laughs> that's the, that's the most PG way I could think of to, to bring it, it is up. Daphne's line is I burn for you. Cool. 
understand it. But yeah, I don't know. Burned me instead. Also, oh, so hurt good. so bad. Yes. So bad. And so does balancing the scales. Every song. Every song. So good. So good. So freaking good. Fool for you. I almost sang that for an audition. Like. Really? Yeah. I found the sheet music online. Ooh. Yeah. It's good. I think I'm going to add it to my book anyway. Nobody else add it to your book now. (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) Go ahead. So do you have any other last thoughts about the Bridgerton album? Anything else you want to share? Okay. I wish that they did get a male voice in. Me too. I think. Hear like me Darren out. Like Chris. Like, yeah. he was already singing all their songs anyway. Yeah. Re-record it with Darren Chris. Yeah. Or, you know, we might just have to wait till they turn it into the real Broadway musical. Yeah. But it's what just, I heard like, was, friend turned foe and, like, some of the songs like that just got, like, confusing at points. Like, who's yeah. I think I think part of it is that they're, like, is that, like, Netflix doesn't really want to do it yet because I think they want to do a second season. Yeah, the second season comes out this year or sometime. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Netflix is, like, really apprehensive about having them, like, actually put it on Broadway. Yeah. Which I'm, like... Just let them do it, bro. It's already done. Just let yeah. them do it. It's so easy. Please, it'd be so good. Uh, anyway, those are our thoughts about that. Yes. So before we get into some of these like fails and mishaps, we have a little bit of a word from our favorite sponsor today. And that's going to be from Audible. Yes. So I have listened to the Hamilton, the Revolution book, which is by Lin-Manuel Miranda and Jeremy McCarter and narrated by Lin-Manuel Miranda, Jeremy McCarter, and Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay, as in Agent Benson from SVU. Like what? (laughs) It's really good. I'm so confused. So this book talks about like the backstage stuff that happened when they were making Hamilton into a musical from its original concept to like casting the OG cast and like that first Washington DC um, performance for Barack Obama to opening night and like the field trips that would come out just to watch like Hamilton for like $10. And yeah, that sounds, yeah, it sounds like a really awesome book. I'm definitely going to have to give it a read. Narrated by Len Manuel Miranda himself. Yes. So, yeah, you guys, if you want a 30-day free trial of Audible, go ahead and click that link down below, or you can go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash fanfatales. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash fanfatales. And if you follow that little linky link and get all set up with Audible, you get a 30-day free trial. And you get one book credit, and you get two if you're a Prime member. So, you know, Prime is the best freaking thing ever, right? Yeah. Prime is my favorite thing. Everything gets shipped to me on Prime. Literally, I have an Amazon Prime box sitting right in front of me while I'm talking about this. That's how much we love Amazon Prime in my house. There is always an Amazon Prime box at our door. There's one off camera. (laughs) Yeah. 
And you guys, Audible doesn't only have Audible books or audio books. They also have a huge catalog of podcast and guided wellness. Um, and you can listen all you want to those podcast and guided wellness programs. No credits needed. So, it, you know, it's 2022. The year just started. If you want to get on some self-help, get yourself being the best you you can be, go and listen to those on Audible. No credits needed, you guys. And... My favorite thing about Audible is that they send you a little email reminder when your trial is about to be over. Because, you know, most companies, they don't give you that. They just say, oh, trial's over. Okay, we're going to charge you $20 now or $7 now or whatever it is. And then a year later, you realize you've been paying for this service that you never even used in the first place. So Audible sends you an email reminder when your 30 days are up, which I think that's my favorite part. Plus, you can cancel at any time. When you're like, I think I've read all I need to read. You can end it if you're ready. But I highly recommend that you listen to our recommendations because we got some really good recommendations. Yeah. So, once again, that's www.audibletrial.com forward slash famfatales. The link is going to be down below in the description of this episode. So, yeah. Go. Yeah. Listen to some audiobooks, people. Get that self-help you need. Yeah. Or don't need. I don't know. what. I don't know what you got going on. There's also podcasts. Podcasts are good. You're listening to a yeah. podcast right now. Yeah. I'm going to stop because I'm rambling like crazy. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. So these first little bit of Broadway stage mishaps and on like on stage mishaps and flubbed lines is from a Playbill article called 60 Actors Reveal Their Worst Flubbed Lines and Onstage Mishaps. So the first one is Jennifer Laura Thompson. The infamous bubble that transports Glinda in Wicked to the stage did not work in the opening number. She was stuck 40 feet in the air while cast members on stage repeated, She's coming! She's coming! It's Glinda! She's coming! Okay. I love this one. But it also sounds like a giant euphemism. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Come on! I mean, they're just standing there going, She's coming! She's coming! Glenda's, she, Glenda's gonna come! Here she is! Like, come on! Oh my god. <laughs> like, imagine how awkward that would be. And you yelled at me in the Encanto episode. <laughs> what okay, i this said is like this is like way 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 more prevalent not prevalent but like more okay, in whatever. your face obvious i don't know okay <laughs> whatever <laughs> i'm sorry so this next one is from les mis and it was randy graf who played fontaine mm-hmm. and she was doing the death scene as fontaine and colm wilkinson who was Valjean that night, missed his cue to come out and carry her to the hospital bed. So she sang her part and let the music go by for his part and dragged herself into the bed, like her dying body into the bed. And when he (laughs) made it onto the stage, he kept apologizing in her ear between his vocal phrases. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine seeing just like a dying Fontaine, like... Drag herself. <laughs> Drag herself to the bed. Oh my gosh. And some of these I chose just because of you. 
And this oh. next one is an In the Heights one. Okay. Which, yeah. So it's Joshua Henry. He was on as Benny in In the Heights, and he flubbed one of the Spanish to English lyrics in the song Sunrise with the amazing Mandy Gonzalez laughing in his face while Lin-Manuel Miranda was shaking his head in the wings. I love it. I could totally picture Lin-Manuel Miranda just being like, this guy. Uh." A little bit off topic, but Lin-Manuel Miranda and Lamez. Did you see the clip of him backstage doing the, like, guard part? Like, the, you at the barricade listen to this? No. <laughs> I have to send it to you. It's the funniest thing because he's so into it. And then right after he's done, he's just like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> okay, you'll have the to send it to me. The funniest thing. Okay. So the next one is Kelly O'Hara. She said that there are many good choices, but the worst was during Follies on Broadway. And she was thrown on for a role with no rehearsal, obviously feeling like a nervous wreck. Things were going fairly well, and she was down in the quick change area halfway into her next costume when she heard her cue line over the monitor. She had forgotten a whole scene. I've done that. Thankfully, it was Blythe, Danner, and Treat Williams making up for my absence on stage. They handled it with ease, but she's never gotten over it. Yeah, I've definitely done that before. I feel like everybody's see, done that, that at happened, least once. So I've never done that, but it happened to me while I was on stage and I had to cover for someone. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll we'll get to my bit <laughs> when I did that. We'll get there. I didn't even, like, write that one down because it wasn't, like, too big of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's pretty big. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> um, Sutton Foster. She says, probably in Millie, when Markudash, Gavin Krill, and her were all doing a scene at the end of the show called Scooby-Doo. She got the giggles, and the entire scene went down in flames. Mark made us start the whole thing over again while the audience just laughed at us. Oh, oh poor Sutton. <laughs> and then the last one I'm going to talk about from the article is Josh Gad. Who is he in Spelling Bee? I don't know who he was in Spelling Bee. I feel like he was like Barfay or something. Here. Spelling Bee. Let's see. He was Barfay. I knew it. Which, you know who originated that role, right? No. Um, Jacob from um, Fantastic Beast. <gasps> no way! Yeah. That's cool! I could totally yeah. see Josh Gad doing that too. Yeah, same. Yeah. So Josh Gad says in his first week in Spelling Bee, he not only forgot to spell um, the last word in the show, but he forgot the word he was supposed to spell. Oh, and no. he just started shouting out consonants. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so these next ones are from two videos, um, both from TPM Vids. The yeah, first... and we'll we'll link all the articles and videos in the description yeah. of this episode. So I did one of your favorites. It's in the next video. I'll I noticed. I'll let, I'll talk about it because that is my absolute favorite one ever. Yes, and I'll give my little fact I know about that one. I also have one other one that's like not on here. It's just like a funny moment, but I'll talk about it after okay. after. So this one is from a community theater production of Les Mis. It is in the moment in Act 2 where, spoiler alert, Eponine gets shot and is dying in Marius' arms. 
in the clip of the video, it looks like Marius went to go, like, ignite the blood pack. Like, when they start the song, you know? And did he just, like, smack her in the chest? <laughs> Not, like, smack her, but, you know, like... Yeah, like, he pushed on it, so it, like, exploded. Yeah, pushed on yeah. it, and it exploded so much. Like, you <laughs> just saw the blood, like... Oof. <laughs> it was the funniest thing, and Ebony and Marius like couldn't hold it together yeah so they were laughing the entire time because it just like (laughs) oh my gosh it's like when cartoon characters explode and it's like they like peel away from the explosion it's the outline i know when i did play miz our eponine just had a shirt that she changed into right before that scene and it was the bloody shirt our eponine didn't even have that our eponine was just like No, or, she had, like, a bloody shirt, but we didn't have blood packs because we feared that thing. Yeah, actually, you're right. I think ours, she wore the trench coat, and she didn't take the trench coat off until after she got shot. Yeah. Yeah. That pretty much happened with us, too. Yeah. But I think she had another shirt just in case, like, it peeked through the trench coat yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, But, yeah. So this next one is from Disneyland, and it's from the Disney Hyperion's Frozen musical. It is when Elsa is singing Let It Go, and right at the quick change moment in her, into her ice dress, the lights go down, and she's, like, struggling with the string to get the ice dress to, like, fall out, and it doesn't come out in time. So you see her, like, struggling to pull the string as she, like, continues to see the song. Yeah, and she handles it like a champ. She handles it so well. So well. She just keeps going, and she keeps going, and the dress finally lets go, and the audience, yes. like, erupts in cheers. I know. I was. It's like, amazing. Yes. So your favorite one. Okay. So, I love this one. So, in Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, um, the stepsisters are singing A Lovely Night After the Ball, and one of the stepsisters, I can't remember which one, but she's the one in pink. I don't know what the names are, but... Oh, I don't either, and my sister's in a production right now, and my yeah. university's also doing a production. I don't remember which one it is, but it's the one in pink. Um, she runs up to the other one, and she looks like she's gonna, like, go, like, hip bump the other one. Yeah. But she's like, she's like hop skipping and then like goes to like hip bump the other one during her solo. And she, (laughs) she knocks herself pretty much like face first onto the stage, like smashed into the, into the stage. But, but the best part is her reaction. Cause she like gets up and she's like, oh my God, like what? Like it was her sister's fault. Like the face yeah. is just like, like shock, pure shock. Yeah. <laughs> it is so good. And so I was watching the Disney plus show Encore, uh-huh. which like brings back like high school theater groups, like 50 years after they've done a musical or whatever. I was watching their Beauty and the Beast one, and I forget what high school it was, but it was the same high school that did this production of Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. Yes. And their Mrs. Potts, who, like, ended up hurting herself in the rehearsal process for the encore show, she was like, yeah, I fall on stage all the time. And then it showed that That clip. clip. And she was the stepsister that fell, and I gasped audibly. My mom and I watched (laughs) that show together. I was like... She's the famous stepsister. I love that gif. It is my favorite gif. Anytime I fail at anything, I use it. That's my favorite thing. I love it. You know what my other favorite fall on stage that I didn't include in this is? Hmm. Is 
um, the production of Wizard of Oz, where you see the little Toto just, like, running across the stage, and he just, like, falls off the stage. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes! <laughs> and he falls into, it? like, the orchestra pit, right? Yeah, he goes, like, do 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 it's like a cartoon fall. It's so funny. He's it's just like <laughs> Like that okay, like you know when like old. it's like you know when like Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote like yes. run off the cliff and Roadrunner runs off the cliff but then Wiley Coyote follows him and he like hangs in midair for a second and then he falls. That's, That's what it's the like. Dog. <laughs> yes. You know what the other one that I almost included that I didn't was the Into the Woods production where she fell down the, the stairs? Right? No. Oh, this was, oh, I, I followed the guy who played Jack in that production on TikTok. I forget his name though. Okay. But he's being startled by the mysterious man. It's early on in the show and he's Uh holding Milky White and he's like, oh, strange spirits. (laughs) And he goes to like, turn to the mysterious man and Milky White's like, falls into the audience and just like. Leaves the audience. Milky White just the bodies into the audience. <laughs> and then you see the audience member try to like put it up slowly. <laughs> yes. And Jack covers it, looks at the old man, and goes, She'll be fine. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Okay, just okay. There are videos of just Milky White fails, and it is the best video. They are the best. We can do a whole episode on that. Literally, on just Milky White fails, because they are so good. Like, the ones where the heads fall off, or they, like, go to feed the cow the stuff, and it, like, won't go in. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. There's so many good ones. I have an Into the Woods fail. Okay. (laughs) It doesn't include Milky White, though. I know. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Have you seen, okay, really quick, one more Milky White fail. Have you seen the one where he, like, whips around and the leg flies off? That's the one we were just talking about. No, there's another one. There's another one? I thought there was another one. I thought there was two. I thought there was one where, like, the whole Milky White goes, and then there's one where just the leg falls off. Were you talking talking about about the leg or the whole? Okay. I was talking about the leg. Okay, sorry, I missed that bit. I thought you were talking about the one where the whole Milky White falls no. into the audience. <laughs> I haven't seen that clip. Oh, yeah. The whole Milky White just like, <laughs> yeet! It's, oh my gosh, it's so good. I think good. because of how our Milky White was made, we didn't have any problems. Ours was a person when we did it in high school. In high school, ours was a person, and the girl went in an audition and went, I want to play Milky White. Same. And the director was like, well, I was going to do a puppet. But okay. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened at ours. She walks into our, her audition and they're like, okay, what are you going to do for us? She's like, I want to play Milky White. And then she got on all fours and just went, moo, moo, moo. And then stood up and she was like, thank did. you. I think that's pretty much what she did. I honestly think that like more people should audition for the part of Milky White. I think it's really yeah. cute when they have like a person playing Milky White. So ours was like on stilts kind of thing. I'll have to oh. find a video of our. Hold on. Our Milky White just like our, our Milky White just like walked like a person. The only time she was on all fours when they were like stopped, like when they walked, she just walked on her feet, and she had cute little space buns. It was really cute. It's a video though, so like, it's gonna be hard. Hold on. 
So she will be showing up just like there. There she is. You can't really see her. Not really. But she's like on stilts kind of thing. That's really where it's weird. like it's like one of those like cow mascot costumes, but instead of two people, it's like a one person one. <gasps> That's so weird. We'll post a picture of it on the Fan Fatales Instagram. Okay. But this last malfunction. This last one is amazing. So this one brings us back to Broadway. And it it's is amazing. from Shrek the Musical. And the cast is doing Lord Farquaad's big number. And Lord Farquaad's leg falls off. Yeah. So like... To preface this, the actor is on his knees the entire show, so it's like the fake legs for the yeah. Lord Far- Farquaad costume, and one of them just falls off, and the guy who's playing him just picks it up and starts using it as a microphone. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. It, like, sounds anticlimactic, but, like, it's so funny. he does it so well, and it is just so good. And then doesn't he, like, tr- try to, like, hop off? I think he does. Like, early he, like, hobbles off yes. so that it looks like he's kind of hopping. Yes. Which, honestly, I could never be Lord Farquaad. The kind of, like, damage that it does to your knees must be infuriating. Oh, I have so much damage already to my knees because of oh, theater. I can't same. imagine. Same. Mine is all because of Wimiz. Same! Mine is because I was a prisoner in the opening number. Oh, I was a beggar. I crawled around that whole number. I had that, when I get free, you won't see me here for dust. That oh, solo? Uh, uh, that one? We'll get to we'll get to what mine was, because that's one of mine. Okay. Mine is it's actually not... not. Mine was technically started with Camp Rock, but it got worse because of Les Mis. Okay. Okay. So, we're going to talk about some of our personal theater fails. Because there are a lot. And so, yeah, the first one is mine is a story for strike. Actually, it's not like a show one. It was like during strike. So like that's when you like take the set down and you like put everything away. And for your theater, do the whole like newsies strike, 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 strike. No, we do that. Like the newsies strike thing that they do in um, season eight. We do that. Yeah, we don't do that. Okay. So we were doing it. It's strike. And I think it was for Drowsy Chaperone or something similar. Um, but it, I remember it was like one of my first or second years in high school. And I had this ginormous like eight foot long two by four. And me and another person were carrying it. And we went to go put it on like this pile of wood that we used to have in our scene shop at my high school. Yes. And so, like, I went to go put it on the pile of wood, but it, like, my partner dropped it, and I wasn't, like, ready to drop it. And so my fingers got caught underneath the 2x4 and got smashed between that 2x4 and another 2x4 on the pile. And my finger, like, instantly blew up and was red and swollen and huge, and everybody thought I had broken my finger. Um, Even just talking about it now was like, ow! (laughs) Yeah. Um... It was fine. It was just bruised for like, I don't know, probably a week. But it was it was really bad. Everybody thought I had broken my finger. Yeah. That one was fun. Um, do you want to do, do you want to go like one, one? 
Sure, I don't have okay. as many, but I also have some from Kara. That's fine. Uh, or I have one from Kara. That's pretty funny. So this was a tech rehearsal. This wasn't even a performance. It was the final dress before we opened when I was in Oliver. We do the first couple scenes and we get to Mrs. Sowerberry, who is one of the roles I played, who is the wife of the funeral parlor that Oliver is sold to. Mm-hmm. So being that she's, you know, funeral parlor owner, there are coffins on our set. And w- one of them, the lid could open so, like, we could do choreography with it and, like, show it off and kind of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I went to go do it and open it up, because I was always the person who did it, the lid fell off the hinges in it. It just was in my hand. <laughs> I think I dropped it. I think I looked at my, like, stage husband, Sam, and I was like, what do I do with this? And it dropped. Like, it just dropped out of my hands. And I was like, okay, we're going to do the rest of the scene. And in the next scene, I'm supposed to put Oliver in the coffin to, like, lock him up. So, you know, we didn't have the lid. (laughs) This is the final dress before we open. And the girl, I went to go, like, do, like, what we had done in rehearsals with the stupid choreography to, like, get that down with the music. And the girl who plays Oliver, she just grabbed my arms as I went down and started wrestling me. And I was like, oh, we're doing this now. So I, like, had to, like, pin her down. That's not the only thing that happened at this dress rehearsal. I call this dress rehearsal the terrible seed for a reason. So the coffin broke. Right, right. So then we get to the act two opener, which is Oom Papa, which is Nancy and her friends and like the bar patrons all having a good time. Like think Master of the House or Gaston or Mm -hmm. like any bar song in a musical. And you know, we're all happy. And as soon as that song ends, we get introduced to Bill Sykes, who is the villain of the show. And he's this very bad dude. He is an abusive husband who ends up killing his wife at the end of the show. Uh, And he has a cane that, you know, is a very important prop because he beats her to death with Mm -hmm. it. And he goes to slam it to scare some of the bar patrons away on the table. (laughs) And it breaks in half. (laughs) So the cane is now broken. So now we're up to two things. And after Oompa-Pa and, like, all that stuff, we get into, like, a whole scene, like, where we're like, okay, we have to get Oliver back because plot. I forget exactly why. Oh, plot. because because he, you know, was with the criminals, so, and now he's with a rich man, so they don't want to get caught for crimes. So they're like, let's steal Oliver back. So we're getting to the song Who Will Buy, which is when Nancy and Bet, who was the other character I played, Bet, um, go and like kidnap Oliver. Mm-hmm. And that like the scene before it was done all in front of the main. We mm-hmm. went to go open the main to start that scene and it got stuck. <laughs> so the the like Peg had to spend the rest of our final dress trying to get the main unstuck while we did it on, like, the front part by the front of the stage. Oh and, you gosh. know, so we had no set to work with on our final dress before we opened. Fun. That was my senior year of high school. I love that. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm so sad because I love my bet dress and I don't have any good pictures of it like in act two because they took them all at the like final dress rehearsal. Lame. You know, and yeah. not like during an actual show. Yeah. So like all of them are just like me like five feet from the camera. Lame. Yeah. Okay. So there's two parts to this one. I mean, it's like two different incidences, but like, you know, two different incidences, but like same general scope of what happened. That That's my next two as well. Okay, cool. So like the most notable one for this one, at least in my memory, is when I was in middle school, I was Paulette in Legally Blonde and I, oh, I loved, I loved playing Paulette, but there's a scene, you know, the scene when like Paulette and Elle and, um, not Warner, um, think of another seat, another mishap that happened. It has to do with Legally Blonde. Okay. So, you know, the scene when like Paulette and Elle and, oh gosh, um, not Warner. What's his name? Emmett. Uh, yes. Thank you. Emmett. Go to get Paulette's dog back from Dewey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rufus. So, yes. So. In that, I, like, misjudged how much time there was between Ireland and that scene. And it's really only, like, a scene. It's, like, not even five minutes. And our dressing room was our theater class, like, our theater room, which was, like, I don't know. It was, like, a short walk, like, a three-minute walk from the theater itself and so I like walked back and I had to go change and get my shoes so I just like casually walked back and then I got distracted either doing something or I couldn't find something I can't really remember what happened and um I ended up being late and our stage manager like ran like sprinted or assistant director or somebody like was sprinting and they got me and they're like Gabby you're on right now and I was like what do you mean and they're like go and so I sprinted to the stage I didn't have any shoes on I literally just had like I barely had my overalls on that I was supposed to wear I was putting them on as I was running no shoes literally neon orange socks running on stage get on stage and Elle goes like oh are you ready Paulette and the line is supposed to just be like no but I was like (laughs) I was so frazzled from having to like run literally sprint from the other room that I went yeah no (laughs) because I completely forgot what was supposed to happen and the rest of the scene was just an absolute disaster the dog didn't want to come out from behind the trailer oh my gosh (laughs) it was a mess should I go in with my Legally Blonde story real quick? Sure. To kind of break them up. So this is during, um, oh, what's the opening number called? Um, oh my God, you guys. Yeah. That song. And it is when the sorority girls are all like, oh, look, it's Bruiser. Let's go talk to him about like where Elle is. Mm-hmm. Our Bruiser hated the girl who was playing whatever sorority girl was supposed to be like Pilar. translating from him. Yeah, Pilar. And like would not come to her. And there was one night where it was, like, a solid two minutes of vamp of us trying to get Bruiser out. (laughs) Before he came out. And I think it was opening night. Oh, no. So our Bruiser, his owner was in the show, just like our Rufus. Mm -hmm. But our Bruiser's actual owner in real life was our Emmett. Okay. So, like, every Ellen Emmett scene that they had together with Bruiser there, he was just, like, kept trying to go to his owner. <laughs> like, he 
obviously in the video, like, in, like, the chip on my shoulder bedroom scenes with Al, you could see him, like, trying to, like, go over to his owner and Aww. not be with this blonde girl. Aww. Yeah, because, like, in our production, we had two bruisers and we had two Rufuses. No, and... we had one and one. Okay. Our Rufuses were twins and they were both Alaskan Malamutes. Okay. And ours was um, a rescue dog by our actress who played Paulette. That's cute. And yeah. And it was a husky. Her ours name was Mishka. Yeah. Enid was the one who owned our Rufus. Okay. And there was two of them, so it was perfect. So, like, every night there was always a little, uh, like, a giant white dog. Um, but our bruiser, like, in the video for the show, they cut it from different nights. So. Yeah. In one scene, bruiser's a chihuahua. In the next scene, it's a black poodle. <laughs> So, like, totally different. Hold on. Like, but, like, this little chihuahua that we had for our show that played Bruiser, his name was Zeus. Oh, I love it. It's the cutest thing. I don't remember any of the names, but, yeah, that was that. It was Zeus and Mishka, and I love Mishka so much. Shout out to Katrina if you're listening. (laughs) So, my other, like, missed cue thing was that when I was stage managing Disenchanted, actually, this is my sweatshirt from that show, Disenchanted. <laughs> it's really cute. It's such a good show. Like, it it's really good. Um, so there is this one cue in Tiana's song, Finally, that I missed every single night of tech of, like, of, oh gosh, what are they called? I haven't done theater in so long, I can't even remember what it's called. But when you do like the um, like the soft opening, <laughs> oh, like a guest opening or whatever. Yeah, like invited, like, um, invited, re- invited oh. dress or whatever. Invited yeah. dress. Yeah, invited dress. Yeah, we had so every tech rehearsal, every invited dress, every show, with exception of like two at the very end of the run, and it was this cue that basically like when the music swells and comes up and does like. The, like, the music comes up yeah. and is all jazzy. Like, we're supposed to get, like, disco lights. Okay. And every time I forgot, because it was at the very top of the page, like, I had Q69 and then, like, a few seconds and then Q70. So, like, every time I missed it because it was at the very top of the page. So then, like, the first night I missed it, I just, like, highlighted it with yellow. And then the second night I missed it, I wrote 70 next to it in, like, slightly larger font in, like, neon orange Sharpie that showed up in my black light. And then the next night, I, like, circled the 70 (laughs) with the highlighter. The third night, I wrote 70, or the fifth night, I wrote whatever. I wrote 70 in, like, neon green Sharpie. I put stars next to it. Like, the whole freaking page was just, Q70! (laughs) And so, yeah. Yeah, just, like, neon, and it's enormous, like, took up the whole page, or the whole half of the page, because I kept missing Q70, and then Q72, every single time, without fail, I would do it, like, no problem. So, I don't know why, Q70 just never stuck in my head. I'll do a missed Q story next. Okay. And I call this one, Where's the Witch? Okay. (laughs) I love how you have, like, names, and mine are like, the time I did this, the time I did that. So this is when I was assistant stage manager for Into the Woods um, back in 2020. And we had just finished the act two opener and everyone is like heading into the woods, you know, 
Yeah. And right after that, there's a Rapunzel and witch scene, which is, like, very awkwardly placed to begin with. Oh, super. Um, You know, where, like, the end of it is, like, Rapunzel standing up to her mom and is like, no, you left me in the swamp with twins and blinded my prince, and I'm not going with you. You're crazy. Yeah. And you cut and off all my away. hair. Yeah, and you cut off all my hair. And she's, like, screaming deliriously to start that scene. Well, our witch, this was our final performance. I forgot to mention this in my notes for it, but this was our final performance of the show. And our witch completely forgot that scene. So what would have been that scene was just Rapunzel screaming like a madwoman and then running off stage. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't our final dress. It was the one that Sean went to. So it was our Saturday matinee. Okay. So we had two more after that. So then, like, I was like, Hounding her. I was like, you cannot miss it. We have a Saturday evening in like three hours. You are not missing this cue. <laughs> I love that it. That was when I was starting to get into Snow White because I was Snow White in the finale. Uh huh. So I like pushed her out as I'm being corseted into the dress. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. But that yeah. was fun. Especially because our Rapunzel, that was her first musical she ever did. Oh. That's fun. And her um, sister, her sister was playing, I guess, technically her sister-in-law, because she was Baker's wife. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I I would like to play Rapunzel or Cinderella. They'd be cool. Yeah. So, next one. This is about this time when I miss Bows. This necessarily isn't much of a, like, funny story. I don't know. I just, like, I always share this story because it, like... I don't know. I just felt really bad. Yeah. (laughs) This made me feel really bad when I was a kid. And like, everybody was like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's like, you're fine. You're fine. It's okay. Like, don't worry about it. But like, I'll get there. So, um, I was like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 when I did this show called Ragtime. And I love that show. It is a gorgeous show. show. The music is beautiful. The story is tragic. Just, it's so good. Um, and when I was a kid, um, until I was about like, I don't know, maybe 13, maybe 14. I, I was probably 12 or 13. So it must have been before I was 12. So anyway, um, I used to get like really bad nosebleeds, like insanely bad, like bloody noses, just like all of a sudden for no reason at all. Um, So like I was standing in the wings, like lined up, ready to go for bows. And I was playing a role called the little girl and she's like one of she's like a main ish character yeah yeah she doesn't say anything or like sing anything but she's like constantly on stage following her dad so she's in a lot of stuff just like there yeah um so she has like a few lines anyway 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 so um we're like in line to like go on for bows and like we were one of the last groups to go because first it was the new Rochelle group and then it was okay. the, um, oh gosh, what is it? What did they call them? The um, oh. Harlem. That's what it was. It was New Rochelle group, then Harlem group, then immigrant group. And I was an yeah. immigrant group, so we were last. Um, at least when it co- came to like main character type stuff. So um, yeah. then, so like we're about to go on stage or... Sorry, I got that flipped. We were first of, like, the main characters, but, like, our ensemble groups went in that order. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So, like, our 
like main character out of the main characters me and the guy who played tata his name was brandon like i saw him for the first time in years like not too long ago and he was like oh my god you're an adult <laughs> it was crazy um oh my god. so um i like was standing there and all of a sudden i was like oh my gosh i smell blood and oh. i i had a terrible terrible bloody nose so i like i turned to our assistant stage manager and i was like i have a bloody nose what do i do and she was like go right to the bathroom don't get blood on your costume and i was like i love that i was like okay so i ran to the bathroom and like i took care of it but then like our director came backstage after the fact and he was like why did you miss bows and like he could see the blood like all over my face and like i had like tissues and piles of tissues and he was like oh are you okay and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, trying to, like, manage this. Like, oh, gosh. I remember how bad they used to be. So this next one um, is when I was at high school, or first school volunteer for Little Mermaid Junior, like the middle school troupe at the community theater I used to perform with. And this was our last performance of this show. So it made it into our video because we always record on the last day. Oh, no. And it's Little Mermaid, so the Mer sisters are singing She's in Love, which is, like, an absolute banger of a song. I love that song so much. It is. And that number is when they realize that Ariel is in love with someone, and they're trying to, like, kind of guess who it is and all that. And in the first verse, the music just, like, turned off for no reason. Like, we still don't know why it just, like, randomly turned off Theater ghosts, man. Yeah. And then the booth couldn't figure out, like, where they were at in the song. So they just, like, restarted the music while the Murr sisters were still singing, like, on tempo to the original part. And then when Flounder appears, like, halfway through the song-ish and has, like, that little scene of, like, Hey, Flounder, do you know what's up with Ariel? Oh, yeah, I know what's up with Ariel. Let me tell you about it. Like, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. They ended up improving so much to get to Flounder's cue in the music. Oh my gosh. And like, they like handled it so well. The actress who played Flounder is actually the same one that played um, Oliver in oh my, my Oliver story. So like, she handles these onstage mishaps so well. I have to hand it to her. Um, I'm actually about to see her in her senior year production next week and that's so weird to me because she was a little sixth grader in the little mermaid when mm -hmm. i was a uh, freshman but yeah i love isabella um so much that's her name mm. cute yeah well so good for them the for improving. okay this is my second to last one this is my penultimate one okay so um the year is 2014 i yeah. turned 13 in the middle like the week before the production of 13 that i was in opened <coughs> wow so yeah that was that was awesome for me they it was cool i'll tell you a story about that like just the two of us <laughs> okay you didn't tell your story i lost my train of thought um so okay blah, blah, blah. okay let me just start over carrot carrot cut that out let me just start over i'm sorry i totally just like blanked um so the year 2014 i turned 13 the week of our tech week 
on the day that we sang at Petco Park to sing the national anthem oh, for wow. the Padres game. That was my birthday. <laughs> so wow. awesome. I had an awesome birthday that year. Um, I also got my first One Direction tickets. My mom has a video of it. It's amazing. I'll post it on the Instagram. <laughs> so I have a, I have a video kind of like that when I turned 13 as well. And it's when I was getting to New York City for the first time when I realized that. I'll have to find it and post okay. it as well. We'll have to do a 13th birthday post. Yeah, we will. Okay, so there's this one scene toward, in, like, Act 2, I think, when... Okay. Like, I've never seen 13, so... Okay, I think it's in Act 2. There's this character named Brett, and he's, like, the mean guy, right? He's, like, Kendra's boyfriend, and he's going to go fight Evan who's like the main guy because he's at Dairy Queen with Kendra and they're just like talking. They're just like friends. And um, he goes to like fight Evan because he's with Kendra. And all of the kids like run off in a mob screaming like fight, 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 laugh, kick his ass, blah, 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 you know? And so we're running off and it's a madhouse. There is always traffic pushing, shoving, like trying to get off stage. And at the theater we were working at, we had – like poles with lights in the sides we had like side lights oh yeah and um so we always it always like had to funnel like in each wing because of these like lights and one day i don't know what happened or how it happened all i know is i was going down and i hit the floor and i slid like hardcore slid like i was like a freaking penguin just (laughs) and (laughs) i um there was something, I don't know what it was. I, this whole thing was just such a blur. It just happened. And something scraped up my entire knee, just like sliced my whole knee, like from my from my shin all the way up to like my thigh. Oh my God. Not like the bottom of my shin, like the top of my shin near my kneecap, like yeah. up to like the base, like the beginning of my, you know, near my kneecap still. But like, it was like a, yeah. it was like a decent, probably eight inch long cut up my leg it was huge and then as i was sliding i slid into one of the lights and the lights had been on for i don't know an hour and a half maybe two hours and for those of you who don't do theater those lights get freaking hot they get so hot yeah you have to use like special plastic to color them if they're not color like color programmable lights because it will melt other plastic you have to have a specific type it's so crazy so I slid and I burned my entire shoulder on one of these lights. <laughs> so I'm like a freaking mess coming off stage. So I go and I go up to our stage manager who was hanging out backstage and she sees me. She saw me fall. She watched it happen. And she was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, okay. And so like she took me to the bathroom and we got all cleaned up and she got me cleaned up. Good thing is in that show, I have like a jean vest that I wore with like a like a dress that yeah. was just like a you know, I don't know what they're called, like a strapless dress. Yeah. It was like a strapless skater dress or something. And I had like a jean vest on top of it. Thank God, because my whole shoulder was red. I had like a circle of red on my shoulder from this light. And that, and I had like maybe like 12 band-aids on my leg <laughs> covering up this whole giant like thing. Yeah, that that's that story. It was a crazy story. I don't know how. I don't know who pushed me or how I got tripped up, but I went down hard. <laughs> so, 
this next one is actually my last one, and then we'll get into our editor Kara's one that I'll read out. And it is another music went out experience at the same theater when I was also a high school volunteer, just like three years later when I was a senior. And this time it was hmm. for Schoolhouse Rock Jr. Hmm. It's almost as if theater ghosts exist. Yeah. But this one was during a very bad hurricane, like, because it was, like, May in Florida. May or June in Florida. Okay, that's fair. Was it, like, Hurricane Isaac or something? No, it wasn't even, like, a bad hurricane. It was just, like, a very big tropical storm that, like, went in during our matinee. Okay, it was was just hurricane season. Yeah, it was just hurricane season. Okay. And the power went out in the theater. They were able to, like, get the generator on fast, like, to get the lights on. But there were two songs that didn't have music. But the cast covered it by, like, singing it, like, acapella kind of style. That's like, cool. backing, like, and then, like, clapping along. And the whole audience, like, started clapping along. It was a great experience. That's cool. But how that theater does their middle school and elementary school troops is mm-hmm. the elementary school group does, like, the kids, like, Aristocats kids. And mm-hmm. it's, like, the 30-minute production. Mm-hmm. And then the middle school group does the junior shows that are, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. So we'll do an intermission between the two and then, like, show the other one. Mm-hmm. That's cool. My elementary schoolers that I was actually the high school rehearsal assistant for, they all came up to me so scared because they heard that the music went out. And they're like, is it going to happen to us? Aww. I was like, no. Because, like, we learned from that to, like, have a backup on someone's phone to plug into, like, a Bluetooth speaker mm-hmm. in case something like that happens again. Yeah. So that was, like solved for the minis if that happened yeah to them but yeah for sure actually it was frog and toad jr was the or frog and toad kids was the kids Aww, show that's so cute yeah okay so this is my last one and it's not really a fail again this is just kind of something that happened to me most of these are just things that happened to me some of them are kind of bad like the last one was really bad but like this one is just kind of gross <laughs> Yes. So, like I said, it's not really a fail, but I had one line in Les Mis. I was featured urchin, which <laughs> the line is, in the Lord's holy name. That's it. I had that line. That was me. <laughs> I also had that line. But, yes. like, the thing was, was ours was because all of Clockus, or all of Tenardia's gang were women. Oh. We were all, like, posing as, like, sea urchins to, like, get more money as part of the gang oh that's cool yeah i was just an urchin that's all i was at that show i was in all of maybe five minutes of that show (laughs) um but anyway so yeah i used to get my mic from this guy who was one of the students and it was usually so that song comes after like one of the big student numbers no that's Right between Master of the House. Yeah, that's right. Master of the House. That's right. Master of the House. Yeah, because we had to do a long vamp because they had to have Tenardier's gang show up right after and they had to go from the bargain to that scene. That's right. It was Master of the House. So in Master of the House, this guy, he used to have the mic and he he was one of those guys who like get on stage and just like sweat buckets. You know, you know those guys. They get that was our stage. Uncle Fester when yeah. we did Adam Family. Yeah. And I was on makeup for that show. Yeah. And we had to, like, fix his bald cap every time he mm-hmm. <laughs> came on stage. Yeah. The guys who just 
drench as soon as they step out on stage because of all the lights and costumes and stuff. That I will not talk about on the podcast regarding him as well because I don't want like story to get out. Okay, so I I was like probably like eight years old when I did this. So little little old me would like get my mic from this. He was super tall. Like so, I'd be like, thanks. And I would get it, and every night I put it on, and it was warm and wet <laughs> every single night. Warm and just soaked. He was one of the mics that we had to put condoms on because they were so Oh, we wet. just did that with everyone. We didn't do it with everyone, just most. <laughs> every guy We did that got with one. everyone except... For those with a latex allergy. Well, we had like we had the mics in the condoms, and then we had them in mic packs. Oh, we didn't have the mic packs. Oh yeah, we had mic or like mic belts. Yeah, you only got one if you were like in like a fight. So like if you had to like fall. So like our Nancy had one because you know she's literally beaten to death. Yeah, like is thrown around. Like the girl who played her, my friend Avery, had bruises after the show because of how much she had to like be flung around but yeah so like i every night for like a good while i would just get this like soaking wet mic pack and it was really gross yep (laughs) that's that story this next one is from our editor kara and this was her junior year of high school when they were doing The Sound of Music and she was playing Louisa to one of the kids. And it was tech week and they were doing like the scene that starts act two. Like, right. So like the wedding has just happened. That's end of act one. Mm-hmm. And Maria and the captain are coming home from their honeymoon at the yeah. beginning of act two. And it starts out with the kids playing on stage and they're doing that. They get to the point where Maria and the captain are supposed to come in. Maria comes in, but the captain does not. Oh, no. And they try to improv it, but they all suck. And two minutes later, the captain walks out shirtless with his microphone taped to his peck. And the director (laughs) stood up and he went, Chris, what are you doing? Chris put on the wrong costume and thought it'd be better to come on shirtless rather than in the wrong like, costume. In, co- in the wrong costume. No, wrong costume. <laughs> Always wrong costume. Always. I thought it was so funny when she told me this. And also, Alex told me a funny stage mishap that also happened to him. It was during tech, or like, they were still in rehearsals when he was in Newsies. Okay. And you know the scene where Jack is being sent to, like, the cellar and onto the, like, old printing press? Yeah. So Alex, our dear friend, he was playing Jack. And they throw, like, they go to throw him, you know. And, like, right now they're having a bench stand in as the printing press. Mm-hmm. And he flings himself a little too hard and lands on the bench. And the bench collapses. <laughs> I love, okay, that's like, I like, that's one of my favorite things is when, like, props just, like, poof. Like, as a techie, that's, like, my worst nightmare. But, like, as, like, an observer, I, I love agree. when that happens. I agree. 
I'm so nervous because I'm seeing Mamma Mia next weekend uh-huh. with my sister in it. And I know that they're actually having, like, glass champagne bottles. I'm so nervous. Oh, my gosh. Something's going to happen. Speaking of things happening, there is some crazy <laughs> fandom news going on. Yes. And there's one that we don't have on our list that I want to, like, highlight real quick. Raya is now in the parks. Yes. She is. Yes. Oh, another one. Um, we don't talk about Bruno has topped Let It Go in the charts. Heck yeah, go. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta pull this... up the folder so I can look at all the information. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'll talk about my other one that I found out earlier today. Okay. Batu East finally got their shipment of lightsabers. Yeah. So you can go and get your legacy lightsabers all you want. I even saw that they had that new Darth Maul one that they were having in West that has like the exposed part with the kyber crystal that That's you can see cool. in it. Yeah. Um, they have that one there too. And they also have the dark saber in Fatu East now. Very nice. Yes. So the first big one that we have is that MTI has just released theatrical light rights for Newsies Jr. So yes. you can get that at MTI shows. Um, official Broadway World just posted the first look at the Swept Away musical. Um, there's information for the show at the Official Broadway World page. Go ahead and check that out. Let's see. At Disney World, they have brand new rental strollers that feature some of our friendliest faces. They got Mickey and Minnie strollers at Walt Disney World Resort. Um, those designs featuring Mickey and Minnie Mouse just rolled out um, two days ago at all Fort Parks and at Disney Springs. Um, so two days ago would have been January 20th. And then also at January 20th, um, the new snacks for Lunar New Year have arrived. Um, or, and just new snacks in general. They have delicious fried tamales that are an amazing addition to the newly refreshed menu at Studio Catering Co. The tamales are masa stuffed with chicken, fried, and topped with salsa verde, sour cream, pickled onions, and cotija cheese. And they are a must-try during your next visit to Disney California Adventure. What's your favorite Disney Park snack, they ask, and to let them know in the comments. That's on Instagram at Disneyland News Today. Also from Disneyland News Today, on the 21st, we had a sighting from on the characters from Onward, Ian and Bartley Lightfoot, um, now have their very own gondolas on the Pixar Pal Around. And um, it looks like one of them is swinging and one of them is not. I could be wrong, but that's just my interpretation from the photos. Um, so... Use go on them at your own risk. You know those swinging ones. People make fun of them, but they're freaking scary. They're terrifying. Okay, I'll have to take you on the Skyliners when you come to Orlando. Heck no. Um, <laughs> the Skyliner isn't that bad. It's just bad when you're alone and the fireworks are going off at the same time you're in the Skyliner. That, that happens to terrifying. Me. <laughs> yeah, I was on Facetime with Alex when that happened, and oh I was my gosh. sad. I was scared. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Also from official Broadway world on the 21st, the marquee is up for Paradise Square at the Barrymore Theater. Um, also more information on their page. 
also announced three days ago, so that would be on the 19th, they just released, or they are just announced the second wave of Hamilton pops. We're going to get a King George Hamilton Funko Pop, a Hamilton in his like green outfit Funko Pop, uh, Thomas Jefferson, as well as James Madison. And they are all yeah. really freaking cool. So yeah, are. those are coming out soon. Um, Lunar, Lunar New Year. Like, food has started coming out at uh, Disney California Adventure and Disney parks all across the globe. Um, so that's coming I'll, up. And then I'll do the last one that we have. Oh, yeah, go for on it. my side of the world. And it is at Disney's Hollywood Studios in 2022. We are going to get the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. It is a um, plus a new experience with help from the... Um, rootinous to- um, tootinous cowgirl Jesse, and for a full roundup, visit the Disney Parks blog. Yep. So, that's what's going on. A lot of fandom news in fandom news this week. Yes. So, we will see you guys in the outro. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Network. That's right. There's a huge variety of shows to listen to, like Real Fans for Real Movies, Holy Batcast, the All Batman Podcast, Disorder, Every Disney Movie, and Please Rewind, the Retro Movie Show, and many, many more. Join us next week where we'll be starting our, like, kind of two-week celebration of Valentine's Day with reviewing romantic comedies. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and we are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review or comment down below and tell us what you thought of the show. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFatalesPod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram and TikTok are both at SniffyEmma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gabs? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our music is by our amazing friend, Maddie Macon. And our editing is by the wonderful Kara Linsmeyer. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Bye! Bye! The views expressed in this episode do not reflect the brand or company they're about.